Hi, this is Matteo Molina, and welcome to my segment of the podcast. For today's story, I interviewed Tamika Henry, the president of Young Black Leaders of El Paso, a club designed to help Black students who have recently moved to El Paso to navigate the culture shock and just to try to acclimate to life here in El Paso, a mainly Hispanic city. Before we start the interview, though, I would like to add something. So this interview was originally intended for our February segment because the theme of that month was Black History Month because February is Black History Month. However, due to scheduling conflicts, I couldn't get it out in time. But you know how they say everything happens for a reason? Well, I think that was actually kind of a good thing, although I probably should have planned better. That's on me. But it was actually a good thing because while I was editing this and I will, while I was thinking about this and re-listening to the interview that I will link that you will hear later, I, you know, I realized something because I actually do not mention Black History Month in the interview and I was actually talking to my mom about it and she said, well, you know, that's kind of a good thing because Black History Month should be every month. And I think what she was trying to say is that it's something that we shouldn't just celebrate or make a big deal about in February just because it's Black History Month. It's every month. So, you know, it's March now, but even if it was September, I think we should still report about it because it's it's something that is important and it's something that should be reported about every month of the year. And that's definitely something that I would like our listeners to think about. And without further ado, um, let's get on to the interview. Hello. Hi, Matthew. How are you? Hi. Um, is it is your name pronounced Tamika? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to get that over. Thank you so much okay. for joining. I'm sorry for the kind of um, bad scheduling. My bad. It was, you know, stuff <laughs> No worries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and start. So how would you describe um, Young Black Leaders of El Paso? Yes. So El Paso Young Black Leaders is a uh, Texas profit. Texas nonprofit organization where our mission is to connect and engage El Paso's young professionals in the Black community and beyond through uh, personal and professional development experiences. And our goals are to connect, engage, and inspire. Nice. So uh, the way I was um, brought, so the way I found out about your group was I believe, I forgot what paper it was. But it was, um, I think you guys had a story on one of the El Paso newspapers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now we're doing this for this podcast, which hopefully, even though we don't have too many listeners, it'll give you guys some exposure. So how, how, does, how does it feel getting some exposure for your, um, for your organization? Honestly, it feels great. And I think, um, you know, last year uh, with the unfortunate events of George Floyd mm-hmm. and the pandemic, there's been, you know, a peak interest in, you know, uh, Black people's perspectives here in El Paso. You know, what are the some right. of the challenges that we go through? And with that, a lot of organizations have reached out to us to get our perspective on things and have also extended, you know, their hands out with, uh, you know, asking us if there's anything that we need help with, you know, um, asking us in different ways that they can partner um, to help us get that exposure when, you know, really, we just really want to integrate into the community with El Paso and do our part, you know, as far as giving back and community service. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And actually, that does lead me to my next question. Mm -hmm. So I would like to ask them, as a Black person or the leader of this uh, Black organization, Mm -hmm. how has it been navigating life in a primarily Hispanic 
uh, studying of El Paso? Has it been easy or difficult at times? Um, I would say, you know, so I'm actually from El Paso. I'm an El Paso native. Uh-huh. Um, you know, my parents were in the army. So that's the reason why I grew up mm-hmm. here. And I kind of right. had like that unique military brat lifestyle because I didn't move around every four years. So I went to elementary, middle school, high school, college, everything here in El Paso. So for me, I pretty much integrated with the culture. However, you know, I do look different. I'm used to being, mm-hmm. you know, the only black person in the room. So the idea, you know, with El Paso Young Black Leaders is to integrate pe- black people who aren't from El Paso who realize that, yeah, it's a culture shock. There's no one here that looks like me, you know, so our job is to you know, they, they come and they find our organization, they get plugged in with the city, meet some amazing, amazing people with different organizations here, you know, to make them feel welcome. Because like I said, it can be a bit of a culture shock. And as a black person, right. sometimes it's hard to find your place where you, you may fit in, you know? So, um, so yeah, so I think me being from El Paso helps in that sense, because I, I know what it's like, you know, to, to be the only one that looks like me. And I think, you know, one of the unique things about El Paso is that, you know, um, members within the Hispanic community, they want to serve as allies. You know, they want yeah. to understand our perspective and, and like I said, reach out and, and try to help in any way that they can. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's similar. It's not the same, but we're also mostly minorities, although mm-hmm. it's like a majority here. Yeah, but it's the similar struggles. So mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, so you kind of said this already in the first question, but mm-hmm. what would you say are the goals of the young black leaders of El Paso? Um, so you know, our goals are to connect, engage, and inspire. So with connect, right? You know, um connect with young black professionals here in El Paso. You know, they reach out Mm -hmm. to our organization, they meet our team. Um, With Engage, you know, it's getting people involved with with their community, seeing different ways that they can help out. And with that, you know, that inspires other people to get involved. You know, they may see their friends, you know, involved with this organization and be like, oh, you know, like that's something that I want to do as well. Or Maybe I have some ideas and maybe El Paso Young Black Leaders can help me achieve those goals. Yeah, definitely. That's um that I that's definitely not something that you see very often. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a very important thing. So kind of leading off of that, where would you like to see young black leaders of El Paso in a couple of years? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, I would like to see us uh, as a, a federally recognized 501c3. Um, I would like to see more of us, you know, involved with uh, some more of the schools here uh, in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like for us to do a youth program, you know, because, you know, we're not going to be young forever. The team isn't, you know, and the idea right. is to develop you know, young leaders. So really getting connected with the high schools and the colleges. So eventually, you know, they can be running this organization one day. Yeah. That like, kind of like, like the typical, like, you know, FFA and all that. That's like one of the, like one of the clubs kind of Mm -hmm. like a choice, you know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely. So um, you kind of talked about this earlier about the tragic event of George Floyd, mm-hmm. the killing of George Floyd and all of the um, the protests that came mm-hmm. after that. So mm-hmm. there was obviously a lot of unrest caused by that. So 
as the leader, or I'm not sure if you were the leader at the time, but as a leader of that or part of this community, mm-hmm. I mean, a part of the young black leaders, mm-hmm. how was that difficult to maneuver during that that period? Was it difficult or was it, I guess, in a way, inspiring? Uh, was what difficult? Like just the situation? Yeah, or... just the general, like, just mm-hmm. the general um, unrest of the, of the whole country mm-hmm. during that summer. Um, I think... You know, that's a good question. I, you know, remember sitting at my um, dinner table and watching the video um, Mm -hmm. of the officer have his neck, you know, on George Floyd while he's, you know, um, you know, pleading for his life. And it was um, very, very heartbreaking, but yet at the same time, not surprising, you know, because these are situations that Black people always constantly find themselves in, you know. And it, it was uh, it, it was just heartbreaking, but at the same time, you know, with that, um, you know, with smartphones and social media, you know, racism is not something new. It's just being recorded now, you know, so exactly, people can yeah. actually see, you know, some of the things that that black people go through, you know, when they're just existing, you know, just trying mm-hmm. to to live day by day and it also at the same time you know motivated us as an organization to take this organization and really to build something great for it something positive Mm -hmm. you know something like i said where you know as black people we can integrate into the el paso community absolutely and yeah and kind of you know how they say um making the best out of a bad situation Mm -hmm. kind of how you said earlier it caused more interest you know Mm -hmm. and people wanted to be allies or to be involved mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. hopefully exactly. there was some good that came out of that oh yes but, of yeah. course it yeah nothing but you know positive uh positive feedback you know from the community from organizations I've, I've never heard of like I said I've lived here my whole life so we mm-hmm. have been able to really connect and and build strong relationships like I said with amazing organizations around the city um you know, just to give a couple examples, uh, you know, Teachers Federal Credit Union has been working with us, mm-hmm. um, the El Paso Chamber of Commerce, the um, wow. Association of Latino Professionals for America as well, uh, the El Paso Chihuahuas. I mean, there is a, a list of, of organ- prominent organizations here in El Paso that, um, that like I said, that have reached out and, and we've built very strong relationships and relationships that we want to maintain as well. And that's, you know, one of the things that I appreciate the most is that a a lot of times, you know, people get caught up in like a trend, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that um, social injustice, you know, racial injustice, is not a trend, you know, it's an everyday, an everyday thing, you know, that constantly has to be worked on. It's a battle. Yes, of course, the only way that we're going to get better. Yeah, um, well, that was definitely something um, that that's good, though, that um, even the Apaso Chihuahuas, that's amazing mm-hmm. to hear. Yes, thank um, you. Yeah, so you told me in one of the emails um, mm-hmm. that there was a scholarship opportunity. So yes. could you kind of expand upon that? Yes, of course. So um, last year, El Paso Young Black Leaders had what was called a technology scholarship where we gave away mm-hmm. 
um, eight Apple iPads to a few high oh. school students here in El Paso. So we're also rolling out another scholarship coming up here. Um, students, high, El Paso high school students will be able to apply on our website um, at www.epybl.org. They'll just have to click on the link that says scholarship. And um, in order for, or the applicants need to be able to, they need to attend a high school here in El Paso. Um, it's available to students who are you know, freshmen to seniors. They do need to have at least a 3.0 GPA or above and be in good standing with their high school counselors. So um, applications open tomorrow, March 1st, and they can apply through May 16th. And then we'll be announcing those winners and rewarding them with an Apple iPad and smart cover in May. Wow, that's very, uh, very good. Um, definitely, I will try to I'll repeat that later in the segment because, yeah, I think I might even, we'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have the, the information, the flyer information and everything. So if you need me to forward that to you, I can. Yes, I think that would be great. So okay. Help promote that. Thank you. Well, um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's my last question. So thank you so much for your time. Um, I know it's probably hard and you were very busy and I'm sorry about what happened yesterday. <laughs> no um, worries. Thank you. Um, like I said, thank yes. you for even reaching out and you know, mm-hmm. I, like I said, it, it was a perfect opportunity for us to push out the scholarship. The more people that know about it, the better. So yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Well, yes. Um, so thank you so much again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you too. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. I would like to thank Tamika Henry for allowing us to interview her. Thank you so much, Tamika. To our audience, to our listeners, especially our non-Black listeners, I hope that this has given everybody, all of you guys, uh, a perfect, not perfect, a, a a new perspective that at the very least, I know I have never thought about, you know, being Black and moving to El Paso. And it's definitely something to think about, you know? And kind of going back to the whole topic, I think that it's an amazing, it's an amazing club. It's essentially a support system for black high school students who have just moved to El Paso and, you know, feel weird. And high school already is a weird place. I'm a senior and I can tell you it's weird. I think anybody who's been to high school can tell you it's weird. So absolutely, this is, it's, I totally support this 100%, even though it does not affect me at all it's I totally appreciate it as well it's such a good thing and I'm really cannot wait to see where they go in the future because they this is an amazing club and I totally support it so also one last thing um I would like to add that the scholarship that Tamika mentioned so it is the 2021 technology scholarship you can apply today at www.epy el.org that is ep no that is www.epybl.org so yeah that's pretty much it thank you guys so much for listening i hope you enjoyed the topic and the segment today and yeah let's move on to the next segment Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode. My name is Brittany Moyer, and I'm the editor-in-chief of this podcast. I hope everyone is doing well and is staying safe. And today, 
I have a fun and interesting story for you all. I reached out to Whalebone on Instagram, which is the ninth best magazine in the world, and I reached out for an interview. They said sure, and they gave me an email, and I went from there. Uh, so I interviewed Eddie Bering, and he's the president and co-founder of Whalebone Magazine. When he told me that, when he told me that he was the president and the co-founder, I was so shocked. And it made me even more nervous than I already was. But, you know, I kept my composure. <laughs> and then I continued. I, I'm going to be completely honest when I say this was one of the funnest interviews that I have done. And I hope you all enjoy. So let's get into the questions that I asked. I asked Eddie to tell me what Whalebone is and what they do. Yeah. Well, th first, th thank you so much for having us be a part of this. This is really, you know, we're honored. Um, uh, what, what do we do, right? So um, the easiest way to, sit, to put it is uh, hopefully we shine a spotlight on positivity. Um, we have different offerings uh, that are pretty basic and normal, right? A magazine, a website, social media, events. Um, but hopefully... The bigger thing that we do is put a little joy and delight into the world. Then I asked how the magazines are categorized. Um, so we come up with themes and um, we deconstruct down to ground zero and we totally rebuild a new magazine um, to life every two months. But uh, whoever's listening or, you know, your listeners and people that you participate with um, will probably understand that a magazine is a pretty antiquated and ridiculous model just to have just your magazine. Um, so these are themes um, that live holistically um, around a number of different categories. So if we're doing a, um, a travel issue, we'll take groups of people on different adventures around the world. Uh, we buried coffee cans in eight different countries and have people go find them for our travel issue with $500 in the coffee can. Um, we get involved with different organization. So it's beyond just a magazine, but um, they're very themed. Each one has this very specific theme and, and we go very hard into that. I think the way the, the magazines are categorized is pretty cool. And I believe that's what makes people want to read the magazines. When I was doing research about Whalebone, I noticed um, a number at the bottom of the About Us page. And it said right next to it, if you're Bill Murray, then please call this number. We would like to talk to you. So the first question that came to my mind was, have people called this number before? And the second question was, and did they get an interview with Bill Murray? Uh, people call that number every day. Yeah, but they, uh, you know, their, their intention, I believe, is good. But uh, yeah, I think they're just trying to get a hold of us um, as fast as possible. Yeah, so um, we're about five years old, and uh, it was more a joke because, like, we're like you know we're, we're tiny. It's like you know who 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 are any of us? We're all just like little tiny things on this earth, and we're like, wow, this Bill Murray guy, like he's he kind of knows what's up. Um, and then we jokingly put it out there, and funny enough, he called one day, and uh, and we ended up doing a whole entire. Uh, publication uh, copy of Wellbone magazine called the Bill Murray issue. Um, and we got to spend some time with him and he was kind enough to uh, get together with us a little bit. Um, but I think what we found out from that, if we can just, if anybody who's not familiar with Bill Murray, 
he's probably the most um, in the moment person that I've ever met. So uh, really cool just to uh, how available he is for life. Now they have the Bill Murray issue, which sounds really interesting. And when I looked up that issue, I saw one page and I thought, wow, (laughs) this is really cool. So like I've said in past podcast episodes, this pandemic has had some sort of effect on people. Whether it's a good effect or not, we all went through something, right? I asked how the pandemic has affected Whalebone and if they had benefits or non-benefits. Um, yes, um, I would say that overall in life, it seems that there's a rat race that people are trying to keep up with and that there's preconceived notions of we have to be something that somebody else wants us to be. And I think that hopefully this pandemic and this what's changed is that we've had an opportunity, even if it's a small place in different parts of the world or different, to slow down and give more appreciation and quality of, hey, I only have a really small amount of time on this earth. So I want to spend it being me. Like I, I want to be I, like, I want to do the things that I like and, and that I care about. And I think that by recognizing that more people have gained an appreciation for uh, whalebone and our style and our pace. Um, our motto, or I don't know if the people really have mottos these days, we like to say, what's the rush? In like a kind of a joking way, like, what's the rush? Everyone's in such so busy, like, go to the next thing, like, enjoy the party, enjoy the lunch, enjoy the classroom. Like, what's the rush? You know, there's no rush to get out there. Um, so the pandemic has benefited us greatly in that regard. This pandemic really was, and still is, the chance to change a lot of things for the better. And I'm glad that they took the time and used this to their advantage. And I'm sure this pandemic has made Wellbone think of future ideas and plans. And here they are. Well, I mean, just hopefully to get to meet great people like you and, you know, continue to grow a little bit. Um, we like to say that we're the ninth best magazine in the world right now. And, um, and we're okay with that. You know, I don't think that there's really much, you don't need to be number eight or number seven. We're pretty happy with who we are. Um, if you can add a little delight and joy into one person's, um, day every day, I I think you're doing okay. The next question that I asked really slapped me across the face at the time, because for a moment I forgot who I was interviewing. Don't ask me why, because I don't know. I asked, how does it feel to be the ninth best magazine in the world? Yes. Well, it's a lot of responsibility. I tell you what, a lot of responsibility. I mean, geez, to be the ninth best magazine in the world. No, I think uh, I think we all have to look after each other. Um, you know, uh, one thing I would probably say as you guys are getting going with, with your um with, with your school paper and everything is, you know, you're successful because other people want you to be successful. So, um, you know, you have a responsibility to, to make people feel a certain way and, and the good that you do for them. I think people remember that feeling more than, more than not. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like we we're, we're taking it one day at a time. I don't even know what to say to that except just, wow, that is just, wow, you know, <laughs> Now, these last few questions are good to know if you're interested in purchasing one of these magazines or even getting involved. I asked if this magazine is produced daily, weekly, or monthly. So we put out six physical print magazines that you can go and buy at 
an airport or a shop or wherever you find magazines are sold. Um, so we put out six of those a year. Um, but we have a daily newsletter called the Afternoon Delight. And the Afternoon Delight is just a little bit of fun news and joys and interviews and videos and playlists and um, invitations that go out every afternoon. And then, um, unfortunately, they developed this thing called Instagram, and we have one of those. Um, and uh, that's probably, you know, what we're most well known for. So you can find us um, at Whalebone Magazine on Instagram, if you're curious. Then I asked if they offer any internships. Yeah, sure, man. Are you kidding me? We're uh, we're always looking for good people. Um, yeah, we we, we want to help out where we can. Finally, I asked, where can people find your magazines? Yes, uh, thank you for asking. Um, well, if you're listening to this and you're interested, if you send a note to hello at whalebonemagazine.com, just hello at whalebone, I'm sorry, hello at whalebonemagmag.com, I will send out the team will send you a copy. So that's how you can find one. If you'd like, if you're listening to this, we would love to send you a copy. Thank you for participating and listening to this broadcast. Um, however, let's say you're listening to this 10 years from now and, and who knows, you can find whalebone pretty much anywhere that magazines are sold um, around the world. I really hope you all enjoyed the story about getting to know whalebone as much as I did. And I highly recommend that you buy one of these magazines or you can go to the email that he said and get a free magazine. But other than that, I hope everyone continues to stay safe and that you'll come back to hear what else we have for you. More fun interviews are on the way, I promise. My name is Freedom Moyer, and I'll talk on the next one. Bye. Uh, hi, everybody. It's me again. Welcome back to my segment. Um, I'm here with a popular streamer, uh, Roke Rodriguez. Um, he has... You have 12,000, right? Yes, I think about 12.3K. I mean, not to brag, but like 12.3K. Somewhere around there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, this is cool. I'll just broke. You want to tell people about yourself a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, of course. So, um, uh, my name is Roke Rodriguez. I usually could just go by Roke. Um, I'm a streamer slash YouTuber. Um, I usually stream Call of Duty and also just play Call of Duty on my free time. Um, I think I've been doing it since 2014, and over the course of those about six years, I started around June 10th, uh, the course of those six years, I have accumulated about 1 million views on YouTube, and obviously, as uh, he mentioned before, I have around 12,000 on YouTube, and then I have around 1,000, I think 1,900 followers on Twitch. All right, cool. Um, so my first question for you is, um, what inspired you to start streaming? Oh, oh, this one. Oh, oh man, this is a good question. Cause there's a lot of people that inspired me to start streaming. Um, so at first, I think the the biggest inspiration to me or the first inspiration to me uh, was another popular YouTuber that goes by the name of KR underscore speedy. Um, I used to watch his uh, videos back when I think when I was about 13, 14 years old. Um, and he would uh, play a lot of Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Um, and back in the day, I would usually just, uh, when I would get out of school, it was always, it was, he always had like a schedule. So like around four o'clock my time, he would always have a video uploaded. Uh, so I always uh, would come home from school, get my snacks, get food. And then uh, I would sit down and watch him. And then one day he just clicked to me saying like, man, if he could, if he could just play games and have fun with his friends and I'm doing the same, 
why can't I, you know, just upload it to YouTube? And uh, that's what I did for about, you know, the past six years, I should say. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so what what is your main goal when it comes to streaming? Like, So um, the – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Go ahead. Um, like what uh what keeps you going, I guess. So I guess the the really the main main goal out of all this, um, is just to have fun. To just have fun with streaming. It's something that I'm very passionate about. I, I love video games, I love playing games. Um, it's just something that I've always been doing. I remember I think I was like about eight years old when I got my first Xbox and I would always just play Grand Total San Andreas all day. Um I remember even going to a library, getting a cheat code book, and you know, this is maybe frowned upon a lot, but <laughs> I would rip out the page of the cheat code book and I'd take it home. Cause I, I didn't have a card to rent out the book. Uh, but my main goal of streaming is just to just have fun, meet new people, you know, just, just that in general. And then I guess the really end goal of it is to get my mom a house uh, with it all just to, you know, earn, earn some, some cash, support my family with something I love doing. And uh, yeah, that's really just the end goal. And then obviously just create an awesome community where people could come by, buy on the stream, forget about their problems just because the world's a little bit messed up in the time we're in. And uh, just give people that outlet to to forget about their problems and just come have a laugh. And instead of getting made fun of, they can make fun of me. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that's cool. I can, I can definitely uh, admire that. Um, so how has the pandemic, uh, like, affected you? Like, Well, it affected it, me uh... in, a, in a really big way. Uh, I feel like for other people, it affected them with, you know, going out with friends, seeing family, things like that. But uh, with me, I never really been the type of person to go party or anything. So mm. instead of it affecting me in the negative way, it really affected me in a, in a super positive way um, because more people were at home. Uh, you know, they got on their phones looking for videos. They probably ran out of things to, to watch and they ended up finding me. Um, so really the pandemic, even though it's, you know, really <laughs> a really bad thing for me, it was, a, it was positive for, for the impact of my channel and the, and the stream. Uh, just because people were home, needed something to watch. I was home, I was playing, streaming, and they ended up finding me. And uh, I always get a lot of stories of people saying that, you know, I helped them get through a pandemic, which I don't know how, but, you know, they said that my videos have been an outlet for them to forget about all the bad stuff going on with their life. So really, the pandemic for me wasn't as harsh hitting as for other people. Um, so it really impacted me in a, in a good way in terms of my Twitch and YouTube career i should say that's actually how i found you actually I was just eating lunch one day and trying to find a video to watch and yeah a lot of a lot of people oh, cool. yeah a lot of people say that they were just bored and they just look up call of duty trash talk or just call of duty in general and uh, they ended up finding me i even have some things about people finding me through facebook which is like it just it's mind-boggling the amount of places people could find me and then it all connects to my youtube um, because now I, I built a little community to where they have people from like different parts of the world, which is crazy. Like I have people in Mexico, Salvador, the UK, Australia, different parts of America. Um, it's just, it's, it's a really cool experience to meet all these people when I never thought in my life I'd meet, I'd be talking to someone from Australia or, you know, Salvador. It's, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on my like small channel, uh, <laughs> I got like viewers from like Africa and I was like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. 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 It's definitely, it's definitely cool seeing how, uh, I should say talking to other people from different cultures, countries, things like that. Yeah. Like I had this one video and just like a bunch of Indian people were commenting on it 
I was like, well, that's strange. yeah. I always have, always have, especially when it comes to streaming. I always have people come in that are you know from different places and like, hey man, I found you from this. I'm from Mexico, and then you know, and then it gives me something to relate to them because you know I'm being Hispanic. My family's from Mexico. I get to talk to them, see where they're from, things like that, and uh, just learning about other other things, other parts of the world, how people are, you know, what they eat over there, things like that, the language they speak. It's uh, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, so you would say the pandemic has attracted uh, more viewers. Yes, definitely more viewers, definitely. Because, pe- like I said, people are, are stuck at home. So uh, they they need something to watch, something to entertain themselves to pass the time while everything's going on. So uh, it definitely helped with my, my viewers uh, going up and me getting uh, discovered more. That's cool, that's cool. So obviously we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel with, like, the vaccines and everything. Um so do you plan on changing your content at all after everything's lifted? Um, I don't think any time in the future as safe for myself, just because I am mostly a gaming YouTuber. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely, it's definitely going to help with other parts of my content. Um, just like with coming out with, uh, say, like new merch, I got to get a photo shoot. You know, it'd be a lot easier to actually go visit places. Um, and then maybe I might dabble in a little bit of vlogging, maybe go on a trip, do something like that. Um, it, it really just depends to see where the channel goes because I could never know. You know, the channel could take a, a really weird turn where I become a, a vlogger YouTuber and for some reason I have a kid now and we're going exploring, you know, Japan, which is one of the places I always wanted to go or or just me going to Japan by myself and, you know, vlogging it, going to see some really cool stuff just because I'm a huge anime nerd. I love Naruto. Um, yeah. So apart from that, I think strictly gaming for now, but hopefully, you know, with the future, get to dabble in some other areas of content. And uh, just because I love creating content, I love giving people content that they could uh, enjoy watching. I love being trying to be entertaining for the most part. And uh, just giving people that outlet to, you know, to just come have fun and forget about the bad stuff they they deal with. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, so. Once it's all over, do you think that your views or anything will be affected? And if they are, do you think it's going to be like for better or for worse? Um, I don't. Maybe at the start, I feel like they, they will be affected just because, you know, everyone's waiting to go outside. You know, everyone's waiting to, to plan that family trip they had planned before it all hit, you know, to, to go with their family, me, family that they haven't seen for, you know, who knows, months, a year. Because it's been about, I think, now a year since uh, we officially gone into lockdown around there. So I feel like people definitely want, you know, to go visit their family. So for the most part, maybe, because I'd be doing the same thing as well. Um, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I feel like it's good uh, because, like I said, it gives me a chance to brand out with my content and maybe find new viewers that I didn't think I'd ever probably find. So it's a good and a bad thing uh, in a way. Yeah, I uh, I got you. Um, yeah, I feel like after the, you know, after everything's, you know, back to normal at least that like i'm gonna be watching less youtubers and stuff because you know i actually have to go to school now yeah definitely that's an, that's another thing too is uh i've, I've heard a, a lot of my viewers are, are more of the younger audience and uh they always mm-hmm. say that you know how would i say this um that they're just stuck at home you know most of them really do miss school because mm-hmm. i feel like since i already graduated i graduated in like 2018 um i really enjoyed the just having people around me having my friends around me and I know people are going to, even though school's like, you know, pretty cool, you know, stay in school. But, you know, I, I, I just enjoyed going to school because of friends. You know, that human connection is what people, you know, need to stay, 
you know, afloat, I guess you can say so. Yeah, like that's definitely one of the big things for me. I really miss like actually interacting with other human beings. Definitely, well. definitely. Just just even having lunch with another friend, just uh, chilling mm-hmm. there, you know, talking about their day. It's uh, it's really good. Helps the mind, helps people, you know, stay a little bit sane. Just because even myself, you know, even though I'm a, I'm a streamer, I talk to people on day's end probably through a, through a screen and stuff. You know, actually being with someone, actually talking to them, seeing them uh, could definitely help bring up the mood, be a little better for, for people and whatnot. Yeah, like a lot of people I know have been, they've made new friends like on Snapchat, Discord and that kind of thing. And like, like one server I'm in, everyone, uh, you know, I haven't met a lot of people, but we're all going to the same school and stuff. So uh, it's going to be cool to meet them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, also, I feel like uh, like for you, for you guys, you know, it would be better because I know some people who who missed out on like really important high school events like prom, especially graduation, like all the seniors who couldn't actually go out and walk the, I don't know what it's called. I was going to say the carpet, but I can't remember, you know, to walk to actually get their diploma. Um, I feel like it's going to be good for other people to actually get to experience that because I got to experience it. And um, it's those things that you don't think you would take for granted, like you take for granted, but you like really wish you were able to do it. So yeah, hopefully for you, you know, when you graduate, you're actually able to go and get your, your diploma and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've missed the first semester. I'm a freshman. I missed like my first semester and all that. And my teachers are all like, Oh my God, you guys missed out on so much. Yeah. yeah, It's that whole high school experience, you know? Cause the thing is a lot of people say, you know, you, everyone says they want to get out of high school as fast as they can, but, but really high school personally, I I definitely would say were some of the best years ever, especially just because all the moments I shared with my friends being complete idiots, um, doing stuff, all the high school events that I went to, like the football games, uh, the volleyball games, things like that. It's uh, definitely a good experience. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I kind of sad I missed out on all that, but you know, it's whatever. Um, so we're running low on time now. So my last question is: Do you have? We're well, not really a question, but like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, do you have like any advice for other students that want to get into streaming? Uh advice let's see i think the best advice i can give people and it's so generic but it's always so true is just to be yourself you know a lot of people see other other streamers and they always go into streaming thinking they want to be like them um, which is good you know it's a good thing but i feel like one of the main things that really matters to a streamer is to just be yourself you know it helps you connect with your community um it lets them know that you're you know you're a real person that you're not just trying to put on an act you're not just trying to be something you're not um, so my biggest advice is just to be yourself and have fun with it. You know, there's no time to do it better than now, especially with everything that's going on. Um, have some of your friends help you with things, you know, have play with your friends, have your friends tune in and watch you, things like that. But just, just be yourself and have fun with it is really the main thing I can say. Cause if you're not having fun, um, doing it, then it's just, it's just not going to be fun. So, you know, I think having fun is the most important thing and being yourself, obviously everyone loves, you know, connecting on with someone on more than just a, I don't know, just on a different level, I guess you can say. All right. Well, thank you for this. Thank you very much. You're like, no, yeah, thanks, man, for having uh, me. This is this is cool. I never have been on a podcast, so this is my first time. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Um, so yeah, that's it for my segment. Peoples that are listening to this, uh, Rock Rodriguez, go subscribe to him on Twitch, yes, and YouTube, thank you on Instagram and all that. And uh yeah, that's going to be it for mine. Thank you. Thanks, bro. man. Everyone be safe out there. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Nine, nine, nine.